0: Get ready to spring into action. You're about to hear from changemakers, thought leaders, and key influencers who are ready to supercharge your leadership with your host, Nina Segura. This is Leadership Trends and Insights. Today, I'm joined by Amy Haworth, organizational transformation expert and HR chief of staff at Citrix and founder of Nobody Makes It Alone, and I couldn't think of anyone better to talk about modern leaders harness energy, especially when things seem to be all over the place. Technology's not working, right? Like you have a bad hair day, you right, your phone doesn't work right, something doesn't copy paste. So thank you, Amy, for joining us today. And we'd love to hear your thoughts about modern leadership.
1: Yeah, Nina, thanks so much for having me. It really is an honor to be here and to be able to share. Learning. I think one of the things that modern leaders are always doing is learning. And this year has taught us the value of learning and approaching everything with that beginner's mindset. You know, I think some of the the ways that traditional leadership used to be taught or even thought of is that leaders have all the answers. And we have learned, actually, the leaders that rise to the top these days are the ones who don't have all the answers, but who are able to pivot and really unlock the genius that exists in our teams to solve new, big, hairy problems.
0: I love that. So modern leaders have learning. We still remember we're always learning and that we are curious. And, you know, you talked about pivoting and that means like recovering, asking for help. Like we're in this constant state of you know, recovering is big one that's like showing up for me this morning, like, okay, that was then, you know, we can create from this, right? And really being able to move what's happening and and adjust.
1: Absolutely. And figuring out, and this is the part where we really start to get interested in energy. Modern leaders can harness their energy. They know what they need to be resilient in a day. When we start to shift our mindset to not be surprised, by challenges, and we, we begin to expect them, we can also build in that resilience into how we do our days. You know, for me personally, you'll find story, I get up early because I know that that two hours of quiet that I get to catch up on email, to really think about what's ahead, to prioritize in my own mind, you know, at the end of today, what is great have to look like? I have to start the day that way. I have to exercise in the morning or everything's off and it's off because I don't have the energy to be able to pivot. And I think for me personally, when I started to expect that those pivots are part of the job and it was on me as an individual to figure out what I needed to do to program my programming so that I could handle them, everything started to shift and to change. And I felt much more in the driver's seat And now as a leader, I really try to talk about this whenever I can. I think it's one of the missing pieces of most manager curriculums, but it doesn't only apply to managers. We're all leaders and we're all leaders of our own lives. I saw a great article uh, from the chief well-being officer at Deloitte and she mentioned, she's like, you know, be the the chief well-being officer of your own life. And really it's up to us.
0: Wow. There's so much in there, Amy. That's so good. So modern leaders are energy rich. They create time and space for transformation, for self-care. You say that you do it in the morning and you you think about how the end of your day, what you want your end of day to be. And then it sounds like you check in at the end of the day and see how that's going. And and then you said that you actually take that message and you, you apply it to the people that you work with and making sure that you're instilling that as a value for them. And you also asserted that everyone's a leader. So, say more about that. What would you? What old paradigms might get in the way of what you're saying, especially that everyone's a leader? I'd love to hear that.
1: Well, let me start with a really quick story. So, I was actually I have a son. He's a fifth grader, and I was telling him that you and I were going to be doing this today because our mornings are about getting ready for school, and this was a little bit different. And so, as I was telling him what we were going to be talking about, he said you know, no offense, mom, but why'd she pick you? And in his mind, to be a leader, you have to have a a large team of people who you manage. Right now in my current role at work, I'm an individual contributor. I don't have direct reports. He knows that, and he knows that was part of a decision I made in taking this role. And so at first, it kind of punched me in the gut. I'm like, oh, why is she talking to me? Like it hit that (laughs) spot of who am I to talk about leadership? And what I began to explain to him, and it led to a really great conversation, is just how leadership shows up. What does it mean to lead through influence, which is a huge part of my job, and honestly, a whole new muscle that I really have had to invest in while in this role in the last three years. It's it's that leading by influence. It's huge. It's often overlooked. Talking about it's not a title. What does it look like to lead at home? What does it look like to lead as a parent? What does it look like to lead in our communities? And so each of us, when we look across our lives and the roles we play, not only might we be showing up in different roles and different fields of play, but also not waiting for the permission of a title. To show up with a new idea or to push for something that, you know, based on your values is the right thing. We're offered so many opportunities in a day, even to change up the how people treat and interact with the the clerk at a grocery store. We create change. In my mind, that's what a leader does is create something new, different, pioneering and see if you can bring a few people along with you on the ride.
0: Well, a couple of things, I mean, I, I would love to spend all day with you. I, so if anyone out there is asking who am I to lead your answer is, well, who are you sort of not to lead? And I'm probably asking that question and it's probably harder. What you're suggesting is it's actually harder when you don't have direct reports to lead because you really have to tap in to your own thought leadership and your own influence to create change. And then you said, I love how you're creating a change with your own son about, hey, modern leaders maybe have good, you know, good thoughts that inspire people to action. You know, I love that, Amy. I love how you're practicing what you're preaching about, you know, really, I think the best leaders also, like you said, like take their responsibility to that next generation and to the, to the people around them to create something better, something for the good. I love that. So good. Oh, man, we could spend like a whole day on that. So tell me a little bit about like, what's a bold prediction you have for modern leadership in the future? What do you see as wanting more now than ever? And you, you think it's going to be like a vital skill?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I think what I'm seeing a couple things, organizations are making a big shift to focusing on outcomes over activity. And many organizations have felt like they've been doing this for a number of years. But I think this uh, move to a much more dispersed workforce is going to be showing us just how hard sometimes it is for certain types of roles to be measured on outcomes, chart their own progress on outcomes. So that would be a bold prediction for leaders is to get good at leading by outcomes. You know, the second one that I think is kind of exciting is a workforce It's going to increasingly include artificial intelligence. So the modern leader of the future is going to know how to interact with humans and also going to know how to interact with robots. And what is it going to feel like to bring those two together, whether that's through, bless you, augmentation, (laughs) machine learning, or actually just robots who can do some automated pieces of jobs and to be able to continue to inspire human beings that are part of the workforce of the future and to really think about how to use artificial intelligence to create the world that we want to live in but this is a whole other place that we are just about getting ready to go to citrix put out a great piece of research called work 2035 and it's on the citrix website and i would just encourage everyone to take a look at that it kind of looks at four different scenarios for the workforce of the future and with some really great information based on interviews and research done earlier this year.
0: Amy, thank you so much for joining us. And um, I love that you're here and I appreciate you so much. If you have a story you want to share, join us. Amy's link will be in the chat and thank you so much. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, if you've enjoyed our leadership trends and insights podcast, Please rate and recommend us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And before you go, wouldn't it be cool if you knew your modern leadership persona? Visit modernleadershipassessment.com and discover blind spots you didn't even know were holding you back, jumpstart your leadership journey, and reimagine your leadership, your team, and your organization based on what the top leaders are saying they need and want more now than ever. Visit ModernLeadershipAssessment.com today.